Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 Beach. Thanks to the Boardwalk Plaza for being the Bridge Podcast Network sponsor. Welcome to If You Really Knew Me, a place for honest conversations about the Enneagram to inspire better connections with others, ourselves, and God. I'm Kim Willie, and I'm joined by my co-host and friend, Ben Sarles, who is a certified Enneagram coach here to help us understand all things Enneagram. By learning what motivates us and how we see the world, we can connect with those we love and care about on a greater level. We're so glad you joined us today, and we hope this is your journey to better relationships. Today, we're going to focus on one of the many characteristics of God, which is his love. And the first and most important way God showed his love is written about in the Bible, of course, and it's John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, obviously, you can't show greater love than laying down your life for someone, which is mm. extremely powerful. Um, a great song that comes to mind from that scripture that was written from that scripture is God So Loved from We the Kingdom, which is an awesome song written a few years ago. If you've never heard it, we attached it in a link to the show in the show notes. And um, there's some other song references we're going to talk about and share today as well. We're going to look at God's love a little closer and see what we can learn from a type two about operating out of God's love a little bit more each day. Yes, I love that. God's love is so overwhelming and all consuming. So no matter how long we chat today about on this podcast, we are never going to have enough time to discuss all the amazing attributes of God's love. But we are going to do our best to give you a little snapshot um, using the lens of the Enneagram. So uh, like we did in our last podcast, I would love for us to kick this off with a story about God's love in our lives. Ben, what do you have for today? Absolutely. Well, I have always loved animals. And there was a time when I was resentful because as a type two, people were not reciprocating love to me like Mm. I was doing to them. I had those expectations um, that someone would do that kind of customized love that I was giving to them. I was going through a deep depression at that time. And I remember specifically sitting there in tears, wanting to feel loved. And my dog came up to me and started to lick my tears and Mm. be affectionate to me. At that moment, I realized that I was ugly crying and I looked a mess. Mm -hmm. My hair was all disheveled, my my clothes not matching, not shaven, making weird noises with Mm. water coming out my eyes. I realized that God was showing me just a little of what his unconditional love looks like. You know, my dog did not care what I looked like or if I had shaved. He wanted to be with me. And he showed me that he cared and to know that I loved him too. It's always affected the way that I see God's love because no matter what I think about me or even how others think about me, God sees me as someone who's worthy of love. Amen to that. That's powerful. Thanks for being so transparent on that and sharing that. There's so many ways God has shown me his love for me over the years, but something that stands out very strongly um, is the experience I had when I had my first child, 
which is a huge thing. (laughs) God bless all the women listening to this. It made me think, have you ever loved something so much that your body physically hurts? Like you almost ache when you're with them and when you're not with them. It's just, it's just powerful. And I remember being in the hospital that evening after his birth and the nurses had brought him in. They had swaddled him all up. They had bathed him. He smelled really good. And he was in a little blanket and I held him in my arms and he was just quiet, didn't tear up or anything or cry. And he just, we just stared for the longest time into each other's eyes. Like this little human came out of me. I can't believe that. And um, my heart was just so overcome with emotion and with the deep love that I felt for him. And it was like nothing I'd ever experienced in my life. And I thought this little precious human has come from my body. And all I wanted to do is spend time with him and protect him and, and just love him. And I felt like God spoke to my heart and said, you know how much you love him? Well, I love you even more than that. And I was so blown away by that because I'm thinking, how can you love me more than I physically love this little human being? (laughs) It was just such a precious moment. And I I will never forget that. You know, when God wanted people to have a flavor of what his love is like, he made a type two, a glimpse of his love. That means that's part of the reason why twos are created like they are. It's because they're meant to model God's love for others for his glory. Hmm. That is awesome. So what exactly does God's love look like in a type two? A type two is always counting relationships as ultimately the most important. They want to make sure those around them are cared for and feel loved. They're really interested in others and provide anyone in need with nurture, helpful advice, and acts of serving them. Healthy type twos are very good at going out of their way to care for and help and support others. They can sustain positive care for others because they are generally compassionate and loving. Mm. They truly want their loved ones to be happy and cared for, and they're generous with their time and attention. They also have an amazing ability to take in how people are doing. So they go out of their way to give almost customized help and care relating to what each person needs. That's awesome. I can definitely see those attributes in a lot of the type twos that are in my life, which is a blessing. Um, So we know that the core desire of an Enneagram type two is being appreciated, wanted and loved, which is cool that God gives them the desire of their hearts by reflecting his love in them. If, If you're a type two and you're listening and you question whether you're loved, I encourage you to read out loud Zephaniah 317, which states, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. Mm. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? It is. And we touched on something in our last podcast when we spoke about God's goodness. And of course, today we're talking about God's love. But I wanted to discuss that again. Um, And it was about being aligned with the gospel Um, you might be a type two and share some of the core motivations of other type twos, but are you aligned with the gospel? So Ben, I wanted to know if you could explain what we mean by being aligned with the gospel when we share what a type two looks like, who's aligned with the gospel. Sure. We love and care for ourselves and others without strings attached when we're aligned with the gospel, meaning without constantly needing love and affection back from others. Uh, We can rest in knowing that Christ is the one to take care of our physical and emotional needs, and we can ask for help when we need it, which is not something that twos are great at, (laughs) (laughs) asking for help or accepting help. Yes, We can say no to helping and caring for someone when it's not our responsibility. We can pour into others from a full cup 
that is overflowing with Christ's love and appreciation, not from appreciation and approval from others. Okay. As we're, as we're focused on this topic today of God's love, let's try to answer the question, like, what can every type learn about God's love from a type two who's, who's aligned with the gospel? Some types have a two wing, while others go to two in stress or security. Regardless, there are things to learn that are more specific to your type. And I'm going to go through each type, if that's okay. Yeah. And some of some are the wings and some of the stress and security. And even type twos can learn from healthy type twos. Okay. Type ones can learn about God's love by knowing that God doesn't require you to be perfect in loving others before he shows you love. He loves you with all your wonderful, messy, beautiful imperfections that make each one of us human and having a capacity to learn more. Use your two wing in relationships to be okay with people and situations without needing to perfect them. Mm -hmm. That's good. (laughs) So type twos can learn about God's love by relinquishing control to God and let him be the one to love and care for us. God's love doesn't have a double standard where he wants you to care for others but neglect ourselves. We wouldn't want someone to go without care, and that's what he wants for us also. As we turn all of the responsibility of our care to him, he deals with our resentment, our denial of hurt, our rawness, and the pride that we exhibit when we think we shouldn't have or want the time needed to care for ourselves. God loves our humanity. When we are with our humanity and receive love from God, it is then that we can truly understand how to love others best. You just said something about how God doesn't want a type two to to neglect themselves while they care for others, basically. So that makes me think of how important self-care is. And it just, the first thing I visualize is you can't pour from an empty cup. So type twos, it's okay to care for yourself. It's not selfish. Right, right. (laughs) Type twos can be... There's a battle in the mind. I have this this passion to give to others, mm-hmm. but somehow I don't need you to do that to me. I want to do it to you. Yeah. Well, at some point that becomes pride because in our humanity, we're made for each other. Yeah. So if we're kind of blocking the help that would be coming our way, that's not how God designed us to be. And of course, that shows itself with an empty cup. And yeah. And when we try to pour from an empty cup, it is not healthy. No. It is more like I need some love and affection. So I'm going to give to you so that you can say, oh, great job. Thank you so much. And blah, blah, blah. And then that's going to fill me up. Yeah. Strength is not doing everything yourself. Yes. It, though we mm. think sometimes. Did I just step on a toe there and preach you something? You might have. <laughs> you might have. It's just not. I mean, I think we're stronger when we're connected. Mm-hmm. We think, oh no, if I do all this myself, it won't, I won't have to bother anyone else and I won't put them out. So I'll be helping them. But really mm-hmm. you just need help to do things and it's okay to say I need help yeah. and it's okay. It's okay know. to put boundaries on it and it's not selfish yeah. and it's okay to take time to regroup so that you yeah. can pour from a full cup. Yeah. So many times, um, we keep trying to pour and pour and it's it doesn't end well. No. And so it's important to take the time that fills us up. Yeah. 
an empty cup is just dry air. It's dry air. I'm pouring some air on you. That doesn't sound <laughs> Instead good. Instead of quenching you like we really want to. Right. Yeah. What about a type three? So type threes can learn about God's love by sometimes slowing the accomplishing mm. and checking things off your list in order to realize the fullness of your relationships. Sometimes the only thing you need to accomplish right now is being connected to Hmm. people that love you. You have a great capacity to love, but it doesn't always mean fixing things. Hmm. Tap into your type two wing and show your helpful and relational side. And when you do this, you begin to find the balance of task and people. Do not be picking on my checklist, okay? Because <laughs> I get things done with my checklist. Right. But in all seriousness, that balance of task and people is such a good reminder. Like mm-hmm. when you just said that, I'm visualizing a person standing in one quarter, corner and my task list in the other which is more important for me to go pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Like the task list is going to sit there and it's still going to be there when I get mm-hmm. back, but the person might not be. Yeah. So, wow. That's yeah. So you good. can assess that and just say, okay, at this moment, what needs my time? Yeah. And then when I'm there, I'm in the present with you listening and, and interacting yeah. with you. Cause you know, sometimes we can get in our minds and be like, I got this tomorrow. And I see oh, you talking, Yeah. but I can keep up with this conversation. Cause they're so good at spinning plates. Yeah. But just no plate spinning right now for this moment. Yeah. This is all I need to do is is hang out with you. Be present in be, the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Human being. Yes. So type fours can learn about God's love by putting the needs of others before your own. God's love is also unconditional. So you can begin to show that towards others. Look for the positive qualities in others and make a point to tell them so. It's okay to care for others without needing attention yourself. Mm. Express gratitude for the amazing qualities you possess instead of longing for something that you feel is missing. When you go to a type two in stress, you can choose to show healthy behaviors that will help you take care of yourself. Things like embracing mundane tasks as opportunities, becoming emotionally balanced, and being more productive. Good stuff. Good stuff. So type fives can learn about God's love by realizing that relationships take action Mm -hmm. and interaction. God pursues you even when you feel like you have no more left to give. His resources become your resources so you can freely give without holding back. It's really up to God to replenish your resources anyway. You can begin to pursue others and leave the comfy cocoon of the world (laughs) you like to be in. Your relationships will become something that cares for and supports you instead of something to hide away from. You can show love to someone who disagrees with something that you have spent time figuring out as Mm, well. Mic drop on that. (laughs) I really feel like more times than not in our lives, we have to fight our flesh and let the spirit take over. And that part about taking action in relationships for a type five is when, when they really need the spirit to take over and realize they won't get depleted if they rely on the one who restores them. Mm. You know, you're not going to get the life sucked out of you by doing this. If you just, Say in the moment, Lord, give me the strength and resources I need, especially if it's someone that requires some extra grace in your life. Yeah. And you're thinking, I got nothing to give here. Yeah. I think if you're just praying the moment quietly, Mm -hmm. Jesus, give me what I need because I need to be present for this person. I'm done peopling, but you're asking me to people. Yeah. And And doesn't God do that? He does. (laughs) He does. That is just. That's how he rolls. Yes, it is. (laughs) It is. 
So type sixes can learn about God's love, especially during the times of anxiety. Mm. He doesn't expect you to have every base covered. He just wants to be with you for being you. You cannot make a decision that will make him love you less. And you can rest in that. His love gives grace for yourself and grace for others who are not acting like a friend should act or like a leader who doesn't act like a leader should act. His love is unconditional. Don't forget that interruptions are the ministry too, so it's okay to go with the flow sometimes. I love that. They are the ministry a lot, most times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's one of the things I really had to learn. I, I started working at a church a number of years ago, mm-hmm. and I worked in the office. And unless you've worked in a church office, it it's hard to describe what that's like because... It's like air traffic control. <laughs> it is. Like, there's elements that you have to act like a business, and there's elements yeah. that you have to act like a ministry. I mean, mm. it's all a ministry, but you have your business mindset and then your people hat, and you're constantly going back and forth and back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then you're trying to get this done, and the phone rings, and you're trying to get this done, and so-and-so walks in. and wow. So... I had to learn that in that job, interruptions are the ministry. Yeah. Like not as much my to-do list. And, yeah. you know, it's not like I had to have I had to have a desk that was right out in front of everyone mm-hmm. and, you know, phone calls and everything. And someone told me once, like, just relax, interruptions are the ministry. And I've always carried that with yeah. me ever since. Well, you can say, But God, this is ministry. I'm I have to get this list done because it's your work. But I guarantee you, God sent that person in because that's his most important work is his mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. So maybe someone came in with something heavy and it's okay to walk away from what you're doing. And that's, we might get annoyed at first, but mm-hmm. I love what you said. If we keep that as in the top of our mind that the interruption is the ministry, then I think we'll look at it differently every time. Mm-hmm. If someone walks in, oh, maybe this is someone I'm supposed to minister to. Yeah. And you might get excited and not mm-hmm. annoyed. You know? Yeah, and it's okay to have boundaries with that. I mean, yeah. it's like, okay, I want to give you my full attention. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm a little divided. Can we just pick a time? Maybe let's meet in 30 minutes yeah. or let's, can we call, meet tomorrow? Or, you know, don't always put it off. But sometimes there's a situation that's happening right now. Yes. And that little piece in your mind that's saying, oh, I wanted to do this, and now this has presented itself. Mm-hmm. Those are the times you ask God, is that a ministry opportunity? Yeah. Is that interruption the ministry? Yeah. And it's been very helpful to me um, to remember that. It's a good reminder. Type sevens can learn about God's love by realizing the different kinds of love. Some love feels good. Some love is tough. Some love focuses on others' needs, even if it's emotional or painful. You have a great capacity for love when others are going through dark times. God loves you and supplies your every need, and you can rest in that as you focus on showing you care as you give insightful wisdom at the same time. You can speak the logic that is intuitive for you, and that may be the very thing that someone needs to hear from someone they know loves them. That's awesome. Wisdom and love at the same time. Yeah. Logic and love. Well, I like that. Love with logic. That can be the little 
tagline for sevens ll ll <laughs> logic and love double l <laughs> so yeah that i think that is a good word for sevens yeah type eights can learn about god's love by realizing the tenderness of god in your life this helps you to use the tender side that's within you sometimes only reserved for the ones in your tight inner circle mm-hmm. because you go to type two insecurity this will help take care of you and your relationships. You begin to plow your path because of others, Hmm. not just in spite of others (laughs) or with others. Yeah. Yeah. You can have more empathy and compassion, which causes you to be more considerate and quick to be a servant to others. Take off your armor, open up and reveal some of your vulnerable side. That squishy, soft center that really loves people. Soft, gooey center, yeah. (laughs) Underneath that thick candy shell. Yep. Sometimes, well, we all have a thick candy shell until God makes our center soft and gooey. That's right. (laughs) And he does it well. Yes. Type nines can learn from God's love by being in tune with others' needs, not just what will be the least messy or emotionally draining. Your presence does matter to others in relationships, not just because you bring peace, but because of the great insight and care that is unique to you. Remember that often in the times that you want to just be alone is when he can show up and relate to you in a special way. If you're never around Mm -hmm. and you don't show up for people because you don't want to be drained, people will learn to do life without you. Mm But if you show up, the more you show up, the more your presence will matter to them. So isn't that funny? It's kind of like a full circle thing. Like that's the heart of a nine that their presence matters. But sometimes they'll withdraw it because of, you know, they've done too much peopling. Yeah. But if they're there all the time and they're they're providing and they're they're putting input into your lives, then they're going to be like... You can't do it without them type thing. That's right. You know? That's right. And, you know, we every type has something like that. Yeah. So ones, it's like you want to be good and the best you can be. And part of that means that you let some things not be the best it can be so that you and your relationships can be the best they can be. Hmm. And twos, helping and serving in others to even do that better, you have to know what it is to be helped and served. So how do you know the fullness of what you're doing? You know, type threes can get a lot done. Yeah. But if they stop and smell the roses, some too, Mm -hmm. then that will actually energize them in their relationships and help. They'll be able to get more done. Which is a beautiful picture. It's just (laughs) wonderful how that works. And then type fours, you know, the deep introspective emotional, if they come out of that Mm -hmm. and focus on others' needs, it actually helps them to be more deep and creative and and they get to show people the uniqueness that is them. And type fives, um, they are wise. They've researched yeah. a lot of things. They're very logical. They know kind of in a healthy five will be very good to tell you the kind of the best way to do it. Yeah. And if you never come out from the comfy cocoon that we talked from, then how will people know? And then even if they disagree, then you'll be able to wisely love them. Yeah. Which then again helps you to do more of what you do. Six is anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you let go of the anxiety and give it to Christ and take the courage, the courageous step, 
then that actually helps you with your relationships and it gives you more confidence and it Mm -hmm. gives you so it it actually will help build you up for future decisions you have to make and you can let stuff go even better yeah you know type sevens i need to make sure all my needs are met and yeah. as you let go and sometimes be with people in the dark times, they can hear your wisdom and you'll find that is another way that you can feel that God is meeting your needs. He comes to you in those dark times mm-hmm. and he doesn't stay away and just want to deal with the positive. And he comes to you and ministers and that's something great. The joy that a seven has because God created them that way is so important. It is. And eights, we talked about taking off the armor and letting people see the the softer side. Mm-hmm. And that actually builds it builds a team also. Like if you're you're out there charging ahead and you've got your armor on, but it you can build a team where people will follow you wherever you lead exactly because you have taken that time to build relationships and show your humanity and not always have the, the fierceness that is also beautifully you, they need to see all sides. And then we just talked about the nine. Yeah. So it's so cool that what we do, we can in, in, in Enneagram world, it's talked about doing, it's talking about doing it to excess. Yeah. Like you have a, you have a superpower, mm-hmm. but then if you do it to success, it's not going to serve to excess. It's not going to serve you well. Yeah. So it's all relying on God. It's fascinating. It's almost like taking your love language or your thing mm-hmm. and doing it for someone else. Yeah. Like that's, you went through each number yeah. of what's important, important to them. But if they would practice that on someone else, it really then strengthens in yes. them what they what they crave and what they want. That's right. And we are the best image that God has created us when we're the healthiest. Yeah. So we can truly give an image of God's love mm-hmm. when a type two is healthy. Yeah. Because God's love shows that it cares for others and puts others' needs ahead while caring for yourself. So you don't teach others like, oh, just worry about others. Don't worry about yourself. That's Mm -hmm. not what God wants. So the fullest image that we can be of who God created us to be is when we're healthy. Yeah. I just visualize that acronym too: joy, Jesus, others, yourself. Mm. If you put everything in that order, Jesus first, others, and yourself, I think you'll get the desires of your heart and they'll see God's mm, love. (laughs) That'll preach right there. Use joy to see God's love. I love that. That's right. I've heard a phrase before um, that says, just love them where they are. Like you have somebody in your life and they're driving you crazy. And you're like, I want to lead them to God. I want to do this. And people are like, just love them where they are. And it's such a good reminder that we're all at different points in our journey and that we haven't all quote arrived yet. There's a line in the Chosen TV show, and for those of you who don't know Chosen, oh my goodness, you need to download the app. It's <laughs> it's a, the best television show I've ever seen about the life of Jesus and his disciples. But there's a line in one of the episodes where Jesus tells one of the disciples, just bring them to me and I'll sort them out. Mm. Like we feel like we have to fix people and do all these things, but he's like, don't let all this other stuff, this worldly stuff that you see in their lives distract you Mm -hmm. you love them we're talking Mm -hmm. about god's love day you love them and you draw them to me i'll deal with all the junk yeah yeah and 
honestly, it takes a lot of the weight off of our shoulders when we, when we just do that. It puts things back in the position it needs to be. It does. It just points them back to Jesus. I love it. So one thing I want to say is I love that love is multifaceted. Mm-hmm. There are four types of love in the Bible. There's a romantic love or eros, which is which the scriptures say is reserved for marriage. So that's mm-hmm. I love you, sweetheart, and yeah. all the things that go <laughs> along with that. There's storge, which is familial. Um, I love my mom. I love my grandfather, my sister. There is philia, which is a brotherly kind of love that unites believers. And it Mm -hmm. also shows up in care and compassion for other humans in need. And finally, there's agape love, which is God's immeasurable, incomparable divine love for humankind. That's the kind of love that we receive from the creator of the universe. It's this in our lives that helps us to give grace and mercy, which is only an image of what he gives. Amen to that. I love that. I think a great scripture for all types to remember is Romans 8, 38 through 39, which states, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is Mm. revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. What a promise. What, what, what? (laughs) If I had a mic, I'd drop it. No. (laughs) Well, you do. I do. (laughs) You do, but don't drop it. Don't drop it. There's, there's so many things, like we said at the beginning, guys, that we could say about God's love, and we're just never going to fit it all in a podcast, but we hope this is you've enjoyed this episode, and then it's given you a snippet of, of God's love. And we have added some resources in the show notes, including song uh, links to encourage you. And also, um, I found a link from crew.org that shares beautiful scriptures about God's love that would be wonderful to spend some time reading and praying over. And uh, we hope you know how much you're loved by God. So today, be sure you share and receive the love of God. Until next time, God bless.